everyone. I'm Ryan from Fireside X with my friends and co-hosts Dylan and Justin Backer. And in today's episode, we're discussing our two best uh, moments from the season individually, what we picked for uh, some key performances, key moments. Um, you know, this season was a fun one for the Knicks. Probably the most memorable season the Knicks have had really since 2012, arguably. Obviously, that 2020 team was extremely exciting as well. They made the postseason, but it felt like this team, number one, was better. And number two, it felt a little bit more sustainable or it got a little bit more sustainable. That 2020 team felt like a team that was kind of grinding its way to every win. This team had some straight-up dominant stretches during the season. So uh, there's a lot we want to talk about. So if you guys want to make sure you guys are kept up with your New York Knicks content, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, this YouTube page, our, our Facebook page. We have audio versions of our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And without further ado, I'm going to pass it off to Justin. Justin, get us started here with your favorite moments from this season. Yeah, so when it comes to, you know, there, there's a lot to talk about. You know, you could say like the eight-game win streak at the beginning of the year, the other eight-game win streak or nine-game win streak, I should say, after Josh Hart got traded. You know, but I'm going to stick to more like individual performances with this one. And for an honorable mention, I just want to address Randall's 57-point performance against Minnesota. The only reason it didn't make the cut was because it did come in a loss, and I don't want any negative connotation or whatever to hang over that. You know what I mean? This is a fun video. I wanted to the vibes to be good because someone will call it out. Someone will say, uh, Justin, the Knicks lost that game. You shouldn't talk about this. Randall lost us that game. Somebody will say that. So, you know, I'm just going to – an honorable mention goes – so that game is easily the best individual performance of the team this season. One of the best individual performances in the NBA, really, this season. He had 57 points, uh, 51 through three quarters. I mean, he was just nuclear that night. Unfortunately, the Knicks lost that game. So I'm just going to jump into my other two moments, which are another one of Randall's, actually. It's his 43-point performance and a game winner against Miami, which I believe was in March. Um, in my opinion, this is his best performance of the season. You know, um, he was locked in from the jump. Typical first-quarter dominance from Randall. Uh, goes into the fourth quarter and, you know, uh, he has this label where he's not exactly a clutch player, which, and I mean, the stats back it up statistically, he is one of the worst fourth quarter players in the NBA, but you know, he hit that insane game winner against Miami in a pivotal game too. They had just played like a, an excruciating game against Boston that, I, that they thugged out and won. So, you know, I, I think that game was just awesome. It was awesome to see him hit a game winner and kind of break that, that label for a second you know, uh, break the, you know, not clutch label, I guess. And, uh, you know, Mike Breen obviously had the double bang, the rare double bang, you know, the big moment, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was awesome. And, you know, that one also stuck with me a little bit personally because I'm a Knicks fan that lives in South Florida. So, so all of my peers out here are Heat fans. So, you know, at the time I, I was – I was doing some victory laps. I loved that at the time. Obviously, they got the last lap. They beat us in the playoffs. We're not talking about that right now, though. So, but yeah, that was that's my first moment. I thought that was awesome. That was great. And my other favorite moment is something from the beginning of the season. In like the first week of the season, uh, Jalen Brunson against the Hornets, he had it was I, I call it like his breakout game. You know, everyone kind of knew like through the first couple of games, we had seen that like okay, this guy this guy's a gamer. You know, he's pretty good. But this was like his breakout game. He he was clutch in the fourth quarter and overtime. I believe he had twenty seven points, thirteen assists. You know really good game like that was kind of like and i feel like that was like the first game where everyone kind of realized oh we have a player here you know what i mean like oh this this guy's a this guy's pretty good you know what i mean because there were still some doubters at the time some people were like oh he's overpaid this that that whatever you know and i feel like that game kind of put him in the spotlight in a good good way and it kind of like 
was kind of like a welcome to New York moment. You know what I mean? Like uh, kind of like gave the Knicks fans some some hope for the future. Like, oh, this isn't just the normal. This isn't just some any other point guard. This guy's really good. This is a gamer. This is someone we can build around, you know, stuff like that. I, I thought that was a remarkable performance. I was jumping up in my in my room watching that game. I, you know, I almost lost my head on the ceiling fan, <laughs> jumping up so high, watching them drain threes in overtime in the fourth quarter. So, you know, that was a that was a really fun moment for me. And uh, yeah, those are my favorite moments this season so far. Not so far. Those are my favorite moments of last season. So yeah, uh, I want to pass the mic over to Dylan and hear his moments now. Right. So you know, first off, those are two very good moments. You know, that those were awesome games this past season. I thought you know Jalen Brunson's breakout game was awesome. I agree that that was a really good game. But my two personal favorite moments. You know, I'm going to start with the first one. Manuel Quickly's 38 38 point performance against Boston, double overtime. That was an awesome game. You know, I'm pretty sure that was a spot start that he had because Jalen Brunson didn't play in that game, and Quickly just went off, man. And that pretty much like solidified a a six man of the year case for him. It kind of is still shocking to this day that he didn't win the award based off that performance alone. I mean, he kind of just dominated Boston that day. You know, he was hitting them with floaters, three pointers. He, I'm pretty sure he had eight rebounds in that game too, and seven assists. So it wasn't like he was just scoring; he was doing other things on the floor as well. You know, and of course, he's phenomenal defender as well. He just dominated that team, and I mean, getting a huge win against the Boston Celtics too at that time—that was a pretty big win. That just, you know. Big confidence boost, I guess, for the New York Knicks. You know, they kept winning. They were winning a lot of games at that time. I'm pretty sure they were in the middle of the winning streak still of the big nine-game win streak that you mentioned earlier. So, you know, that was just an awesome game. I thought that was, like, the big quickly breakout game. That was, like, the game I was kind of like, yeah, quickly is legit. He's he's a legitimately good six-man in the NBA. He's a guy that you can pretty much throw in whenever, and he'll produce every single time. I was really impressed with that performance. That was just an awesome game to watch. It was a good win, too, against Boston. You know, I think that's... I think that was the second time they had beaten Boston in like a month. So that was pretty cool to see. And my second game, you know, this one's kind of underrated. Not as many people talk about this one that I think people should be talking about more. But when Jalen Brunson dropped 48 against Cleveland at the end of the season, that was just a clinic that he put on scoring wise. You know, him and Donovan Mitchell had that little battle in the first half where I think Brunson had 30 points and Mitchell had like 24. They were going back and forth. But then, you know, Brunson continued to just dominate in the second half. And they ended up beating Cleveland by like 14 points, if I remember correctly. And that game, for me, not only solidified like Brunson as like a star point guard in this league, but also it kind of made me feel like, okay, we can handle this Cleveland Cavaliers team if we face them in the postseason. And sure enough, we handled them, not just handled them, but pretty much manhandled them. I mean, we beat them in five games. Like we, we took them pretty easily. You know what I mean? So that being said, I mean, that's, that's a game that I think was really good for not only Jalen Brunson, but just the New York Knicks in general, you know, made the, made the Knicks feel like, okay, we got a guy that can not only score this many points on any given night, but do this against the team, you know, a playoff team, a team that was pretty much like, you know, we knew we were going to end up playing Cleveland in the playoffs at the time. It was pretty clear that that was going to end up who, we were going to end up facing so just seeing that performance you know the scoring clinic he put on from you know three-pointers mid-ranges floaters everything I mean you they couldn't guard Brunson they could not guard Brunson simple as that if you put Mitchell on him or Garland I know they're not good defenders but it didn't matter who they threw on Brunson he was cooking them 
he was giving him buckets every which way. And I mean, that that was just really fun to watch. Not as many people talk about that game as I think people should, because that was that was a really, really good game from Brunson. I know it was at the end of the season and the Knicks pretty much had a playoff spot pretty much all all but locked up at that time. But that was like an amazing game. I, I don't know why not as many people talk about it. Maybe because it was at the end of the season and Randall didn't play in that game. And, you know, it was against Cleveland. And maybe people were kind of just like, oh, you know, they didn't have Randall. So Brunson was getting all the shots. But maybe that's why they don't talk about it. I don't honestly know. But that was one of the one of that was probably Brunson's best game of the regular season. And nobody talks about it. So, I mean, that's that's just my thoughts on those two games, but I think those were my two best moments of the season. You know, obviously, like you said, a big honorable mention is going to have to be Randall's 57-point game. If the Knicks would have won that game, that would have probably been my top moment or or the game winner even. Randall has a bunch of top moments. Barrett has good moments too. I know R.J. Barrett has, I think he had a 44-point game earlier this, in, at some point in the season. I didn't include that game just because, like, you know, I think the Knicks actually lost that game one. And secondly, like, you know, I was just more impressed with Brunson and Quickly's games because Brunson's game, you know, the 48 point game was against the playoff team, Cleveland, you know, they, we knew we were going to face him. It was against Donovan Mitchell. He absolutely dominated Mitchell. It feels like at this point, Jalen Brunson just owns Donovan Mitchell, just to be completely honest. It feels like he just owns him at this point. And Quickly's game, was something that I couldn't have expected to see out of him, but I did see it and I was very, very impressed. I think that was Quickly's big breakout. So those are why those are my two games. I want to pass it off to Ryan though and hear what his two biggest moments of the past season were. There's a lot that he could choose from, but those are my the ones I picked were my personal too. So I want to hear what you got to say though. Yeah, so I, I think so far we've hit on some very high moments for the New York Knicks. Uh, not just, you know, like games that we're going to be talking about in the context of this season, but really over the last decade, again, some of the most important games they've played. Um, and, you know, I, I wanted to pick this first game um, because you had played off of the idea of like, all right, like Barrett has had some good games this season. So I wanted to show him and Randall some love. There was a stretch this year where the Knicks didn't have Jalen Brunson, right? And that was the point of the season. We we're like, all right. Maybe we're not getting the fifth seed. We might have to settle for a sixth seed, might fall to the play-in. We are not probably going to get out the first round if we play a team like Philadelphia in the first round. We're definitely not getting out of the first round if we face one of the one or two seeds. We It, it really it felt kind of hopeless. And in a game at Los Angeles against the Lakers team, this is post-deadline. So at this point in time, this is the Lakers team that went to the conference finals. Like obviously in the context of that game, you know, that is a below 500 Lakers team. But based on what we know now, this win becomes even more impressive. The, Lake, the, the Lakers drop this game to the Knicks. The Knicks are able to pull out a win. Randall and Barrett go off for 30 points each, but Barrett goes off for 20 in the second half, 8 to 17 from the field. The Knicks are able to pull off a big win in LA, kind of, you know, get themselves, you know, back in the win column without Jalen Brunson. I think that's always going to be a huge game. Any game you get without your star player um, and you see a performance like that from Barrett and Randall, that game felt like a 2020 game. Um, and I mean that in an endearing sense, like that game felt like, Hey, you know what? Randall and bear were asked to carry this team. And that's exactly what they did. The Knicks scored 112 points that day, roughly half of them, or a little bit over half of them came from uh, Julius Randall and RJ Barrett. I think that's remarkably impressive. Um, so, you know, that's one of those that I think that deserves a mention on this list. And then to me, this is where I felt like the Knicks season changed. And that's that game against the Nets where the Nets come into Madison square garden. Let me, let me paint this picture in a way that people can really understand. Um, you know, number one, 
the Knicks are not, uh, you know, the Knicks have historically speaking over the last decade have not played well against the Nets, right? The Nets have had the Knicks number. It, it doesn't matter who they play. They had that huge lead against the Nets when they had a couple of stars out and they still blew it, right? Like the Knicks have had trouble handling the Nets for a decent amount of time. Obviously, that's become a source of chirping for the last few years between the two New York fan bases, or I guess the New York and New Jersey fan base. Uh, I'm sorry, the Nets are not a New York team. Um, but Josh Hart, Second game is a Nick, goes off for 30 points, has an unbelievable game. Jalen Brunson is frying. Uh, Michael Bridges on the other side. The Knicks were, I mean, that game was within three points in the second, uh, entering uh, the second half. And then after that, the Knicks just exploded. Josh Hart going for 30. I feel like that was the day where you're like, yeah, this is the guy we got. Like, this is the guy we got to deadline. There was still some speculation about whether the Knicks did enough. But at this point in time, this really sparked the Knicks. Is like, yeah, now with Josh Hart, this team can beat some guys and they can make some noise in the playoffs. And that's exactly what they did. Josh Hart, obviously, you know, big shot. I wanted to mention, obviously that one in game one where he puts the Knicks ahead. It looks like the Knicks are falling behind. They're going to blow that game. They've struggled to close out games. And Josh Hart was a difference. And in this game, the Knicks are struggling to close it out. They blow a big lead in the first quarter. They let the Nets back in the game and Josh Hart explodes and, and brings them, you know, just close the game out, shuts the door on the Nets. I think that type of mentality, the, the the type of play Josh Hart brought to this team, um, it's hard to just quantify by points per game. A lot of the impact metrics really like Josh Hart, and I think that aligns with the eye test tells you. You know, in basketball, sometimes, you know, you're using the eye test to try to make observations, and you're checking the data to see if it backs up. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't align all the time, but Josh Hart, in this case, it aligns perfectly. The impact metrics, the eye test, this game really sparked the Josh Hart run with the New York Knicks. So overall, I felt like that was one of the most, not just one of the most fun games to watch, but one of the most important and, uh, you know, significant in terms of impact and what it meant to the team uh, for the Knicks this season. But I thought you guys had great picks as well. Justin, tell me about, uh, you know, how you feel about some of these picks. Which picks do you feel like D Dylan and I made that, you know, you resonate with? Um, do you have any pushback on any of these? I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I agree with all those, you know, I think, I think there was a lot of great moments from last season. Uh, you know, you could mention really anything you, we could have made a whole, we could have made like a, a top 15 moments list really, but you know, we just stuck to two moments for the sake of the video. So, you know, we're not here for an hour and a half, but you know, last season probably had more great moments alone in that season than the last five seasons combined, if we're being completely honest, you know what I mean? So, you know, and there was some great moments, like you said, in 2021, when the team made the playoffs and whatnot, but I don't know, last season just felt different. There was something different about that team. Uh, you know, like I said, we could be here all day talking about it. You could talk about the nine game win streak that showed up right when Josh Hart did. Uh, the eight, eight game win streak in the beginning of the tone for the rest of the year, really. You know, what else? You mentioned Barrett's game against Toronto, I believe, and his game against the. Uh, not, you didn't mention his game against Toronto, but you know you talked about Barrett, and you know he had a couple great moments too. He had a game against Toronto, like I said. Uh, he had the game against Chicago, where I believe he had like forty-four or something in that game, something crazy like that. He was on one that game. Uh, you know, the, a lot of great individual performances, a lot of great team performances. You know, we could have talked about the playoff series win too. You know, we could have talked about Brunson just closing that game out, masterpiece. You know what I mean? So uh, there was a lot of great moments last season. I think. I think there are more great moments ahead in 2024. I think next season will be even better. I'm hoping next season will be even better. I don't see why it won't be. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you guys hit on some great points. And, uh, yeah, you know, we could be here all day, like I said. But, yeah, I want to hear what Dylan has to say now, though. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like you said, there were a lot of good moments this season. I mean, we didn't even mention this one, but, you know, Obi Toppin, Quentin Grimes, and Emmanuel quickly each having 30 points. We didn't even mention that one. You know, it was like first time a trio had that kind of points in, in a game, I think, ever or like very rare occurrence. I don't, I don't have the exact stat in front of me, but you know, that was something cool, even though that was an end of the season game and kind of just a, you know, a filler game. Cause we already had our playoff spot locked up. That was still a cool moment there. Like you said, the, uh, the playoff series is, you know, all the playoff games, Jalen Brunson's 30 points at MSG in the playoffs. First guy to do that since Carmelo Anthony, that was another cool moment. You know, there were a lot more good moments than bad moments for the first time in a, quite a while, which is something very refreshing for us. Knicks fans, you know, Knicks fans, have had it rough the past decade only seeing the playoffs twice and you know having this season just felt refreshing finally had a season of good basketball and just fun play you know we saw guys that were actually worth watching every single night or every other night you know what I mean it was it just like I said it felt refreshing it didn't feel like we were watching guys that were struggling to score points or struggling to get wins or you know barely scratching wins or anything like that no it felt like this team held their own it felt like they held their own it felt like they played really well together felt it just felt fluid and fun to watch you know of course there were low moments in the season but every team has low moments at some point there were a lot of high moments though a lot of great games a lot of great individual performances pretty sure the Knicks had like three like four 40 point performances or something like that this past season from an individual I don't have the exact number I just know it was more than like twice so you know that that's something very cool too you know Randall had a bunch of games where he just dominated the first quarter you could think about the Toronto game when he had like six three-pointers in the first quarter alone it was like absolutely cooking OGN and OB that's something too you know I, I know Randall didn't finish with like an amazing stat line overall but he did have that first quarter which was just unreal you know Jalen Brunson had like so many insane first halves that I can't even count them all I mean every single honestly every single almost every single game Jalen Brunson had you could view as an amazing game obviously not every single game was amazing for him but you get the point that I'm making and just overall I just thought it was a good season overall I thought there were so many good moments having Josh Hart of course you know like you said his 30 point game and many other games that he provided just impactful rebounding, you know, impactful scoring, some late game heroics, all that stuff was just really fun to watch. I mean, you know, there, there are countless more, more moments I could think about from this past season and reminisce on and say how good they were. But, you know, like Justin said, we'd be here all day if we did that because there were so many of them this season. So, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to sit on them too long, but you know, it's good to look back on them and just realize how good of a season they actually had and kind of look forward to next season. You know, they made good additions in the offseason, adding Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah, they moved away Obi Toppin, but I still think this team is much better now than it was uh, last season. So I'm looking forward to next season. I think there's going to be a lot more fun moments ahead of us, you know, whether it's from Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, or from the other guys like Dante DiVincenzo or Emmanuel Quickly. I think every single one of these guys are capable of producing that type you know, one game, at least one game where we look back on and go, wow, that guy absolutely dominated that, that game, absolutely dominated the other team and just put on a show. You know, I think every single one of these guys is capable of having a game like that. So overall, it was just really fun to watch. I'm going to pass it off to Ryan, though, to kind of give his final thoughts on it. And, you know, if there's any other moments that we might not have met, mentioned that he wants to mention. And, and yeah, go for it. 
Yeah, you know, I I think the biggest takeaway here is that this was a season full of a lot of really good moments for the Knicks, right? And that's something that, quite frankly, I mean, if you're a Knicks fan, you haven't really been able to say uh, much of for any given season, you know? Um, it's not just uh, like a 25-point game by like, uh, you know, a journeyman veteran who shouldn't be on the team, right? It's, you know, Jalen Brunson consistently cooking other guys, right? Uh, it's Julius Randle just, I mean, sometimes he can just play a form of bully ball that's just stupid, right? Like, it's crazy. And I mean that in a great way. Like, Randle is just, he is he is a volatile player, but it's all, like those highs can be so high, even though you deal with those lows. There's a reason why he's an all-NBA player twice, right? Even with all those lows, those highs are just remarkable. And, you know, R.J. Barrett, his ability to go off on, you know, scoring-wise, we can talk about his defense, but he can put up points, man. And then ultimately, the big thing here, you know, just the amount of young guys that had big games, right? Like that Quinn and Grimes game uh, against Indiana, obviously the quickly game at Boston, right? Like that should have been the game I think that should have given the six-man of the year, but that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, you, you have these big moments from guys who you uh, view as parts of your team for the long term. You know, you know, you could argue even the game that Mitch came back and when Mitch those first few games where Mitch comes back from injury, the instant impact you feel. There are plenty of games where Hartenstein may not have put up a bunch of points, but the rebounds, the just, you know, the tenacity, right? There are just things that this team has. There is just that entertainment value on top of the performance because of how hard of it, how hard they play, how energetic and how, you know, almost uh, uh, infectious they are. Right. This team isn't, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks in terms of talent. Giannis Antetokounmpo is not walking through that locker room, um, but they have a group of guys who are willing to compete and quite frankly, don't look scared of anybody. Right. Like I, that that's what makes this team fun. And we're excited to hopefully do this this time next year. I don't know if it'll be with an NBA title or anything, um, but hey, you hope so. Uh, but with that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'd love for you guys to give us your favorite moments from this next season. Again, a, a season I thought was full of a lot of positives. I know that there are people who are like, well, this team didn't accomplish anything outside of a playoff series win. And so, you know, you're just accepting mediocrity. I view it as this team has done something that I haven't seen really uh, in my lifetime as a outside of like a couple of times as a kid. So I'll take it. Um, comment your favorite moments. You guys know to check us out on our socials. Uh, we have Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and of course this YouTube page. You guys can check out our personal Twitter accounts or I guess X accounts. Um, you put those are above our profiles. I'm never going to say X accounts again. That just doesn't sound right. Um, just does not sound right. Uh, but ultimately you guys can check out empire sports media for all your new york sports content we've got articles out there all the time and we'll see you guys in the next episode of fire shed thank you guys so much for the support and peace out